People of Podcast Land, it's Kev Hurst here again with another edition of Six of the Best. This time I speak to this incredibly funny woman about her tour, winning one of TV's biggest quiz shows and a possible gig side hustle. Check it out. This brilliantly funny comedian, actress, writer, voiceover artist and podcaster, wow, is, is a regular in our ears and on our screens, including being a celebrity mastermind champion of champions, which we'll get onto later. But on top of all that, she's currently in the mid- middle of her comedy tour, Wake Up Call, which is coming to Brace and Evans Theatre Royal on May 12th. I'm extremely excited to welcome Lucy Porter. Hi, Lucy. How are you? Oh, very, very excited to talk to you and very excited about coming back to Paris and Edmonds. Oh, uh, I've had many lovely times there over the years. Yeah, no, bless you. Bless you. So, like I said, Wake Up Call is coming to Paris and Edmonds in May. So what can you tell us about it? It's a, Well, it's it's called Wake Up Call because it's about things I've discovered about myself over the last few years, little wake-up calls I've had. And it's, it's my midlife crisis show. I feel <laughs> duty-bound to tell everyone it's a very middle-aged show. It's, I would say it's, it's, it's the kind of show for you, if you're wearing at least one item of clothing you bought from a garden centre, <laughs> you'll probably enjoy it. If, you know, if you like the repair shop and bake off it's that sort of vibe it's it's quite cozy it's quite gentle and we uh, we all get up in the interval and stretch our backs out because you know we're all uh, we're all slightly dependent on uh, painkillers and dp so it's, it's that kind of vibe really but it's uh, yeah it's good fun i'm having a having a lovely time back on tour after the last few years of not being able to so i'm still very grateful for it Brilliant, and I, I'm definitely in this group. By the way, um, Bake Off, Bake Off is a, is a, definitely a big passion of mine, and I definitely probably will need a back stretch out. But people out there in podcast land, grab your tickets up quick for Lucy's show because I know it's just going to be great. Now, Lucy, with this being the sixth of the best podcast and the third one of these I've done, I thought it was actually about time that I actually put some work into it rather than getting questions from other people. So, with me being middle aged. Um, this time around, the questions are going to be from me, so I hope that's okay. That's absolutely perfect. I think you're the best question master since Clive Myrie or uh, Jeremy Paxman. Wow! Let's once we get to the the end of the six, let's 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 take it from there. I reckon. Um, I love a good origin story, as probably most people do. So, I mean, when did you first start in comedy, and what made you want to take to the stage in the first place? Well, I think I'd always loved comedy because my mum and dad were huge comedy fans. So Billy Connolly and Dave Allen were like my babysitters. I used to watch them all the time. And I used to do impressions of Dave Allen for my mum and dad with a glass of whiskey and one of my dad's cigarettes <laughs> lit because, of course, it was the 80s. We did that sort of yeah. thing back then. Um, and so, yeah, so I always sort of loved comedy. And then I went to Manchester University in the early 90s and there was a comedy scene sort of people like Steve Cook and Carolina Hearn, John Thompson were all doing comedy clubs and things in the region. So I sort of just thought this is amazing and I went to watch loads of shows and I thought I'll give it a go myself. And I did a my first show was at Alexander's Jazz Bar in Chester where I did a sort of open mic slot thing which was run by the comedy police who were these two guys who dressed up as policemen and if the audience didn't like your comedy then the audience would just go woo 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 and the uh, comedy police would come and beat you off the stage with their rubber truncheons so uh, I did that didn't get uh, woo wooed off the first time and so I thought I'll carry on doing it and I've never looked back that was gosh you know over 20 years ago now wow amazing amazing I mean 
with what's your process rather of putting the tour like wake up call together i mean i can imagine comedians have like mountains of notepads somewhere or quick messages on their mobiles but i mean how how do you do it yeah well i have just actually just before we started speaking i was looking through my notes from my phone because what i do is you know like you get, have your best ideas when you're driving and then it's like i can't write anything down so i i do a sort of hey siri and then i um Sorry if that set everyone's series off, by the way. Uh, but uh, And then I, I dictate a note, which is never anything like what I intended it to be. So then I have to decipher it, like, you know, decoding the Rosetta Stone afterwards and try and work out what I was banging on about. But it's normally something about garden centres or bin collections. So, you know, it, it's normally fairly easy to work out. But yeah, so and then I just cobble it all together and do it on stage and the thing I love about stand-up is you know unlike writing for tv or radio or you know book or anything where you have to give it to other people and then it takes ages to get decisions made and with comedy you just write it and then you do it that night and then the audience either laugh or they don't and it either says sure or it doesn't how do you how do you cope with that this is a separate question but I mean how do you cope with that when when from comedic point of view you do put something out there and I don't know it doesn't get as much as you wanted I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, over the years, obviously, when you've been going as long as I have, I've had very, very good gigs and I've had very, very bad gigs. And there are some that will, there's one at Cheltenham Racecourse that was, uh, it was a, a do for the British House Builders Association. And uh, I still shudder at the memory of that. I was at Cheltenham Racecourse in front of the windows that, that look out onto the racecourse and the light was streaming in behind me so no one could see my face. So I looked like I was in witness protection doing this gig. And it was all, I mean, you know, so all, and when it's bad, comedy is really bad. But I mean, occasionally now and then, yeah, I put something into the show. And it, it often it's when it's an observation where you sort of go, oh, you know what it's like, right? When you go out to put the bins out and then you've got your crocs by the back door and then it, and it, and then you realise, I oh, know that is just me. It's only me who, <laughs> you know, puts, I don't know, yeah, I just found a top hat when I was uh, clearing up my son's room and I ended up wearing that and going out to put the bins out wearing a top hat. Um, but yeah, stuff like that is probably just, it's just a me thing. So that can be quite embarrassing where you're expecting, you know, laughter of recognition and you just get people going, what? <laughs> you're weird. This. That's, that's pretty classy though that's, that's i can imagine that's how the monopoly man does it with his bins <laughs> exactly. with his bins i must get a monocle that's that's next on my list <laughs> now i know you've got a big passion for quizzing um and you are the first celebrity mastermind contestant i've spoken to but you're also champion of champions aren't you I mean, I don't like to mention it, but uh, since you've brought it up, yes, I am the uh, current, I think, champion of champions. I think I'm sure there'll be another one along very soon because it was Samira Ahmed before me, who was brilliant. And uh, yeah, so I got to do Mastermind first time I did Steve Martin as my specialist subject, which was amazing and really good fun because I just watched all his movies. And then the next time, so for Champion of Champions, I did Victoria Wood as my specialist subject, which again was just an absolute treat. I just rewatched all of her stuff. So I watched Dinner Ladies and Acorn Antiques and all the brilliant stuff that she did. So that was really nice. And also I beat Miles Jupp and Zoe Lyons, who are two of my best comedy friends. So that made it extra sweet. <laughs> and what what is it about Victoria Wood that that's just that's just grabbed you for so long? Well, I mean, there were very few women doing comedy on TV when I was growing up. So in terms of role models, she and Joe Brand really were the two 
big ones for me. And I just, I mean, I just think she's absolutely timeless. I think with, you know, like I talked about Billy Connolly and Dave Allen before, and you just get those sort of, once in a generation, I suppose, you get people who you just go, yeah, that's just proper genius. And, and it doesn't age or date, really. She's just, she, her observation was just amazing and her turn of phrase and, you know, and her songs which are, I mean, I am singing in this show, oh, but only very briefly, so uh, <laughs> people can be reassured it's not, I don't have the best singing voice. <laughs> so, so this next question, um, I asked Rafi Jones on my last podcast, and I'd love to get your take on it, and I think you mentioned a bit of it then. I mean, how do you think comedy has changed and people's tastes in comedy has changed from when you first started? I mean, I think that, you know, mostly, broadly, it's the same, really, that people like to hear either observations about life that they can relate to or weird, surreal things that surprise them. And, uh, you know, I think, yeah, I I don't know, really. I I sort of, I feel like I've changed. So I talk about very different things. You know, when I started out, I was talking about going clubbing and (laughs) kissing boys and things that I haven't done for many, many years. I mean, you know, I kiss my husband but uh, only occasionally so uh, so yeah it's uh, i mean i think i've changed and my audience i'm very lucky seem to have sort of grown up with me so uh, we're into the same kind of things but uh, but yeah i don't know really i see young comedians now starting out and, you know they're still talking about the same stuff that you know human experience is fairly uh, universal and eternal isn't it yeah no definitely definitely i mean you've done so much you know traveled the world with your comedy the podcasting acting on the likes of eastenders i think i saw on the i was at eastenders yeah. last year very briefly but uh, <laughs> it was a very important role even though my character rita only appeared for one episode i like to think it was crucial to the whole eastenders story arc oh definitely 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 i mean with with all of that that you've done i mean is there something that you haven't done yet that you want to give a go to um, oh, that's a good question. Well, I am trying to write a novel at the minute, so that's the oh, cool. kind of big... Because I've always wanted to do that, but I've never... I don't have the attention span because I write a bit and then I get bored of it and move on to something else. So I'm trying to stick at something this time. So that that is nice. But I do... I mean, I just love the fact that new opportunities just keep coming up. And, like, you know, podcasting has been amazing for me because I've always loved speech radio and documentaries and... So I'm absolutely could not have been born at a better time because I just I, I listen to podcasts obsessively. Like I'm a complete like it's about ten a day now. I'm I'm properly addicted, and I do everything from true crime to gardening to you know everything you can think of. I will listen to, and then I do my podcast with the wonderful Jenny Ryan, the yeah. vixen from the Chase, uh, called Fingers on Buzzers, and that's been just a delight for me because you know the the intimacy that you get of just you know we just chat and then we have guests on and we get to meet our heroes so we've had because it's all about quiz shows we have loved and the nature of doing quizzes so we've had henry kelly from going for gold on les dennis from family fortunes uh more up to date we've had richard osman on from um, pointless and then we had michael sheen on when he was being chris tarrant in the itv uh, drama about the coughing major on who wants to be a millionaire so that you know it's been that's been a real treat oh, 
it's amazing. It's amazing. So we're up to the final question already. Um, and with your show uh, coming about revelations, realizations, and epiphanies, what piece of advice from now would you give your mid 20s self if you could? Oh, okay. I would say um, take up yoga and get a pet. Wow. <laughs> those, those are the two things that I think have brought me most consistent joy throughout my life. Because I was never, I never got the idea of pets at all. I was like, why would anyone have an animal in their house? It's disgusting. And then my husband forced me to get two cats. And now I'm like, let's get more cats. Let's get a dog. Let's have guinea pigs. I, I'm, you know, anyone who ever wants their dog walked, I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's my, uh, that's what I've learned in my 50 years on earth. That's good. No, that's 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 a good a good mantra to have. It sounds like it should be on a t-shirt as well. To be fair, <laughs> I might maybe I could knock those up for Barry St Edmunds, and I can you can man the merch store. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give you. Uh, we can split the proceeds 50-50. Yeah, I'll be up for that. I'll be up for that. So, so they were the six questions. I mean, how were they for you? Well, br- brilliant. Like I say, you know, you're very much the. Uh, I was going to think which which quizmaster you'd be most like. You know, you a, a little bit twinkly like Alexander Armstrong, a bit cheeky like Bradley Walsh. Wow! Um, but ultimately firm like John Simpson. Absolutely, that is the best. Oh no, John Humphreys. That's what I meant. The... John Simpson doesn't do quizzes yet, but he might do one. Still, the best compliment I've probably ever had, Lucy. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for quizzing me, and uh, I, I look forward to hearing it. No worries. Lucy Porter's Wake Up Call show is coming to the Basin Edmunds Theatre Royal on May 12th. Thank you so much, Lucy, for coming on. I've absolutely loved this, and good luck with the rest of the tour. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Wow, wasn't Lucy awesome? Hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow Suffolk News on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as listening to our other fantastic podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Have a great rest of your day.